Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town Preview Show in association with Sports Broker. I'm pleased today to be joined by two very special guests, uh, former town manager Simon Grayson and ex-town captain Peter Clark. How are you two both doing this afternoon? Yeah, good, fine, thank you. Yeah, very well, thank you. I think we, we should just explain, Peter, from the top, you're doing father duties at the moment, which is why your video isn't with us, but you'll, uh, you'll be joining regardless, which is uh, very kind of you. Um, but if, if we start with you, Simon, um, I was just saying uh, off air, it's, it's 10 years today since your team in, in 2012 won their playoff final in, in League One to get promoted to the Championship um, against Sheffield United. Uh, time flies, doesn't it? Well, it does, yeah. And it uh, it's all comes this time of the year with the playoffs coming around that there's sort of uh, memories come back, good and bad. There was something came up on Twitter. I saw that it was 30 years since I played against Blackburn Rovers for Leicester and thinking, wow, that only seems like two minutes ago. So 10, 10 years ago is, uh, is very recent rather than 30 years, the first time that I was there in the playoff final. Yeah, Peter, you're still playing as well, so it's it, it's remarkable that you, you know your career is still ongoing ten years after that big day at Wembley as well. Yeah, you know the fact that I'm still playing. I love playing for one. I love competing and enjoy being out there. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it was two minutes since we were we were preparing for the game, playing it, and obviously going through the the various emotions that happened through the course of that day. Yeah, was, uh, we did a, a club interview earlier today, Peter, with, with Tom Lees, who's in a similar position to you, a defender at the club, preparing for the, the game and, and having an interview with him. What were your emotions like the, the week leading up to that big game once you got the semi-finals out of the way? You know what, the, the year previously, um, people celebrated the, the semi-final almost as if it was job done. And getting to Wembley was the, 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 you know the 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 main prize, but it wasn't. So when we we won the uh, two legs against MK Dons, it was to me it was a there was a different feel about it. The the yeah. players realised that the job wasn't done. Um, after that, we had a couple of days break, and then we we prepared as we would do for a normal week and. Not just because he's here, but the gaffer, I think very wisely, he took us down early. We were able to go and have a look around the ground to, uh, I suppose, the the tourist, the supporter bit that you would all enjoy doing. And then that was out of the way and we were able to prepare, you know, the, the rest of the Thursday and the Friday, as you would do for any game. Um, and then obviously the Saturday morning, it all took care of itself. What about yourself, Simon? How will how will Carlos be feeling this week? How were you feeling uh, this week ten years ago? Um, I was pretty relaxed, but obviously nervous at the same time as well. I think um, obviously I experienced it as a player, as I mentioned there, four times out of five years, and so I'd understood what the players had meant to win twice and lose twice. And obviously, if it wasn't till a few years before that that I'd won with Blackpool and. I just tried to take in sort of that week leading up. And, and as Peter mentioned there, from the semi-final, the, the emphasis was to the players and everybody that we haven't achieved anything yet. We have to make sure that we go and finish the job off. Nobody wants to be losing at Wembley because it's the worst place to play and lose a final. But to win it is the best way of getting promoted. If you're guaranteed it, uh, rather than get automatic promotion, 
take it all day long because there's no better feeling than winning at Wembley. So, as Peter mentioned there, I, I stuck to the plan that I'd done previously at Blackpool, took the players down a couple of days early, went around the stadium, sort of could see it empty. Then it wasn't too much of a shock for them to see it when uh, if they'd only seen it on the telly. Um, obviously, it's a different atmosphere when it's empty, but at least it wasn't sort of getting overawed by the whole occasion of it all. I remember, I think we trained at Brentford, actually, and we did all our penalties and did our prep work. And it was it was strange, really. I know you're probably touching it more, but we did the penalty shootout and all the lads that were going to take them first up, scoring left, right and centre, the other lads who were not going to take them didn't really bother. And uh, I suppose sort of ruin what we're going to talk about later on. But uh, <laughs> the story to that sort of preparation didn't go as well as we thought it was. <laughs> it was... Um... The game itself, Peter, wasn't wasn't a classic by any means, but, but Simon's kind of uh, touched on it there. It, it all tailed off into one of the most dramatic penalty shootouts I think anyone's ever seen. Yeah, like you say, the game probably wasn't much to write home about. We had a couple of opportunities and I don't think really Sheffield United had any. Ours came probably from, from dead ball situations. Um, I wouldn't say there was other than Alan Lee's effort, there was many clear-cut opportunities. But the, I suppose the exciting bit for a neutral was the, the end of the, the afternoon and the, the penalty shootout. And thankfully for us, we came out on the right side of it. What's the, the, the game plan? Obviously, when, it, when the game unfolds the way it was, wasn't for the game to go that way. How is it for you as a, as a manager? Do you, you kind of... Once a lad's crossed the white line, is that as, as far as you can affect the game until you start making subs and things? Or are you, you trying to tinker, you trying to affect the way the game's going before it gets to extra sound points? I think, I think when you look to the overall game, I think Peter mentioned it there, really, that there was nothing in the game. Both teams cancelled themselves out. It was sort of two hard-working teams that couldn't unlock the door against each other. Chances were far and few between. And obviously, as a manager, you, you're looking at things. Can you change the substitutions? Can you change the shape of the team within the 90 minutes to try and sort of get it do, over and done with? Once it goes into uh, injury time, you're still thinking about them sort of substitutions. Um, but it's really sort of just maintaining the belief to the players from the touchline at half time, the, the chat that you have going into injury time, extra time, should I say just maintaining the belief that they had to keep working, keep believing in the process that we'd worked on and got why we'd got to the final. Um, and ultimately as well, it was all going to be down to a little bit of luck here and there once it does go into that penalty shootout situation. But uh, yeah, it was probably a game that won't be watched too many times by too many people apart from the last shot of 15 minutes of a penalty shootout. Yeah, if we go on to the, the penalties then... Um... Peter, how was it for you sort of stood in the, the middle waiting for, for people to go up and, and watching the start of it? You know, having, as Simon says, prepared at Brentford for it, seeing the lads who were due to be taking them, smashing them in the, the top corner and then everything sort of turned on its head, didn't it? Yeah, like you say, the the lads had practised the day before. We probably practised over the week previous as well since we, we progressed through the semi-final. And then, then we we obviously get to the the real real thing. And uh, Tommy Miller, don't think he missed a penalty in his career. Steps up and 
his penalty saved the 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 real experienced boys Johnson, Damian Johnson, Alan Lee, they also they also miss and you you think when you've missed three penalties, you wonder actually what's the outcome gonna be like here. And fortunately for us we 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 had boys that were able to step up and, and do the business, probably because uh, well, I suppose there was a pressure on them, but there was no pressure on them because they kind of not realised that they would actually ever have to take one. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, that maybe worked in their favour. Well, I think if once we miss the first three penalties, everybody in the stage, I mean, probably including another players, myself, I was sat next to Dean thinking, this isn't going to be our day. We, you don't miss three penalties that often and go and win it, a penalty shootout, but it showed what the pressure could do. I remember being sat on the, on the the in the dugout with Dean next to me and sort of just looking up to the screen and watching or sometimes not even watching the penalties and just leaves, listening to the roar of our end, obviously, celebrating or the other end of Sheffield United and celebrating when they scored or a missed penalty from both ends. So I was just sat with Dean thinking, well, I can't do much more about this. It's down to the players <laughs> with all the nerves. And then at 3-0, I'm thinking, well... This is this is game over. We ain't going to come back from this. But uh, you've got to um, give credit to the players that stepped up and the pressure got to the other lads. I think it was Andy Turner who missed one for them. Didn't what was it like, that experience of being sat on the, the touchline? Do you feel quite helpless as a, as a coach? Because there's, there's nothing you can really do at that point, is there? No, exactly. I think uh, I was there to, to calm Dean down because Dean was a bag <laughs> of nerves. He was uh, he was sat next to me and he was basically uh, he was sort of feeling every every kick of the ball. Where really I've sort of been in the game a long time and known the experiences. Don't 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 get me wrong. I wasn't nervous or anything like that. But I just didn't. I, you couldn't affect anything when I'm sat there. There's no point in me worrying too much about things because it is in the hands of other people. I couldn't control anything from there. But. Uh, I think somebody's obviously looking down us on that particular day and uh, give us the opportunity to go and do what we do. Yeah, they, they went all the way through, Peter, to the to the keepers taking them and, and obviously Alex scored his and, and Simonson missed his, unfortunately, for, for United. Um, what was the emotion like when you, you saw that last keeper penalty going into the stand? It was a culmination of feelings, relief, joy, when Alex was stepping up, I I had no doubt he was going to score. He took one the day before. I think he might have taken more, actually. But every single one of them he struck so cleanly uh, that I, I knew he was going to score. Um, obviously, you feel for the individual, Steve Simonson, who missed the penalty, um, which, you know, is not a feeling that any of us probably want to experience, but... You know, from our personal point of view, from a Huddersfield point of view, it was a feeling that, you know, if you could bottle it up and, and keep it, it's probably the, the, the biggest overriding feeling that you would ever want to feel as many times as possible. Is it a career highlight for you, then? I've, I've had some, some nice moments, some, some successful moments. Um, but I think it's it's certainly up there with one of the best. And, and if there comes a time where I lose my marbles, uh, after my family, 
I think that's something that I would like to to still have in the the memory bank, shall we say? Yeah. What about yourself, Simon? Is it one of your cherished memories from your managerial career, at least? Well, I, I think any time you you win a win at Wembley, it's it's memories that you can never take away. It's the ones, the times that you lose that you just dish to the back of your memory and use them maybe as a motivation for future reference. But uh, look to. To have a, a Wembley final and to win it is uh, is a fantastic feeling to see the supporters celebrating like they did, walking up the stairs to get the trophy. Just going back to the um, the penalties, I've never seen Dean Hoyle run as fast. I'd, <laughs> last, Simonson puts that one over the bar and all of a sudden I've looked, turned to give Dean a, a cuddle or whatever and he's gone. He was down the touchline like a... Like Danny Cadumatri, probably quicker than Cads, to be fair, running down that right way. And uh, he'd gone with um, Brookie and celebrating. But fair play, it, it showed just what it meant to Dean at the time. Another little story off the back of that. I got a call. Like, well, we must have been looking for number two goalkeeper in that summer. And I got a call off Steve Simonson's agent. Agent, would I be interested in signing him? And I went, not a chance. The conspiracy theories that would be going out... If I signed him now and not, uh, and this is never, this is a deal that is never going to happen ever. So uh, <laughs> just a little insight into that summer as well. Yeah, that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Um, how much of the sort of celebrations and things do you, do you remember first of all? Because like, it's it's a big occasion, isn't it? How, how much of those are they the, the you know those quiet moments when you go back to the dressing room and it's just you lads and you you're able to. Uh, sort of embrace what you've achieved together. How much of that do you, do you hold on to? I think you. I, I think you, you hold on to loads of that because the special memories. And it wasn't just the the players and my staff. There were other staff like the doctors are in there, the analysts and all lads behind the scenes that had played a big part, and Dean and, and other people. So it was it was great for them to celebrate. And then we went back to Cedar Court, the hotel, and had a had a function there at night time and. Uh, I'm sure one or two, well, I'm not sure one or two, I know for definite that there was a few players that went right the way through for about two or three days, <laughs> I think. I, I was too old to be able to do something like that. But, um, yeah, the, the players enjoyed themselves, I'm pretty sure of it, um, and the rest of the staff as well, because it was a big team effort from uh, everybody involved with the football club. You said no chance that was you at all, was it, that was going all the way through? I actually did go all the way through that night, I, I think. That was the end of me. I think I slept in the car on the way home the following day, but no, <laughs> you know what? We we stopped. Well, there was there was some drink in the dressing room and that was opened, I think, before most of the lads were actually back in there. And then, you know, we enjoyed ourselves, took our time getting showered and changed and enjoying the moment, living in the moment. And then... From there, we got on the coach. Well, we saw families upstairs, which was was amazing. We got on the coach, uh, and and we pulled over, uh, spent some money in an off license, and that kept us going until we got back to see the court. And then, uh, like the manager says, there, uh, a lot of the lads probably went until silly o'clock, and some went all the way through. Um, I think some then did go on the following day and, and even after that um, <laughs> but like the manager says you know those times happen few and far between in careers and to, to experience that is 
is something that I will always hold dear, uh, and I look back on it very, very fondly. Yeah. The, the other memory, just to sort of interrupt there, was that uh, Peter uh, didn't really touch on the person that was uh, at a trolley that was bringing out of an off license that we went to, <laughs> was, was Dean Oyle. Dean had jumped on the bus with us and he uh, he went to this off-license of some description and he, next thing he's walking out with a couple of trolleys by and pushing it onto the bus and fair play to him, he'd, uh, he bought all of, all of all the drink on the way back and, and rightly so, we'd earned him quite a bit of money to get to the Championship. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, um, have you managed to see much of town this season at all, Simon? Uh, just the odd game here and there, to be fair. We, when I was at Fleetwood early in pre-season, we played Huddersfield. So, yeah. um, not that you can read too much into pre-season. And, um, um, but it looked like it was a squad that was changing, developing one or two younger players coming through, but also had to go down a different market of some of the loan, sign- and loan signings, but also as well the free transfers and, and bringing one or two players back to the football club that had been around the block and come back to give them that, that, that uh, experience of of what they've gone through over their careers. And uh, I think uh, I think one of the games I saw was at Burnley in the FA Cup, actually. And yeah. Thurley yeah. deserved to beat Burnley that day. Um, and obviously, what a fantastic season it's been. No, I don't think anybody at the start of pre-season would have predicted Huddersfield Town would have been in the players, but they're there on merit and uh, it's been a fantastic achievement that Carlos and his staff has done and, and people above and the players. Obviously, I think what they'll be again saying now is we're not here just to for a day out, we're going to go and achieve um, third time on the trot, won't it? Because they won the last time by the playoffs at Wembley and obviously our time, so it might be the third time on the trot that get promoted to... Uh, through the playoffs at Wembley. Yeah, Tom Lee's actually said it, those exact words were not just turning up for a day out to me too earlier today, so it's interesting that you echo that. Uh, Peter, there's a, a couple of lads in our squad that were in the squad with you when you were at town as well, Jordan Rhodes, Danny Ward uh, and the like. How is it for you to, to watch them lads, you know, a game away from Premier League now, 10 years on from, from when you were playing alongside them? Yeah, it's great to see them, you know, back at the club, like the manager says there, they've been various other clubs and, and seeing different things but now to come back and and use their experience to try and help the the younger members of the squad um, I'm sure they will will uh, the younger members will benefit from those boys and obviously they're, they're still most capable um, Jordan obviously scoring the, the goal the other night which was, was fantastic and, and that's typical of Jordan <laughs> Yeah, well, what was he like to, to play alongside? Because we, we were all saying after he scored that goal uh, against Luton to, to send us through to the final, there's, there's probably not another man in, in the squad or, or the, on the pitch for either side that's able to, to finish that chance off the way he has at full stretch to you know beat the fullback the way he has and put it back across the keeper. It's a, a unique talent he has of finding the back of the net, isn't it? It, it certainly is. I mean, Jordan's... Probably his biggest attributes are those that he has in the, the the penalty area of the team he's playing against, and sometimes other other things, other areas of the pitch, you, you think you're in control of him, but once he gets in that penalty area, he comes alive and he is a, an unbelievable threat and scores goals that probably, like you say, other people 
wouldn't, couldn't, or aren't capable of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true to say, and, and there's a few people for you as well, Simon, um, that you'll know from from other places and other jobs. Tom Lee's Lee Bromby, who's involved as um, uh, in football operations as well. What's it like for you to to see them doing so well at, at town at the moment? Yeah, look, really, really pleased for them both. Two real good lads. Obviously, Brom's played for me in Leeds and, and Tom did as well. And I give Tom his debut, actually. And it's great to see him have the career that he's had. And and Brom's has obviously gone on and gone to the other side of um, of, of the game now in, in the um, operations side. So there's so many connections. And it is great to see lads coming back and doing ever so well. Jordan is the nicest man you can meet, as you obviously know. <laughs> so much. Yeah. I, I just I just refer to him as perfect son-in-law. If you're bringing Jordan Rhodes home as going to be your future um, son-in-law, you will snap him up all day long. And but what he has got, he's got a hunger and a desire to score goals. Peter touched on it there that as a manager, you you can tear your hair out with him at times because he'll be first to admit his hold-up play isn't as good as loads of other people. He's not great, as in fantastic in the air. He's not the quickest centre forward. But he just knows where the goal is, and he loves scoring goals, and and that's what that's why he's had such a fantastic career, and that's what goal uh, strikers are judged on the goals at the score. And if you can put together that you're an absolutely diamond lad as well, then you've got a proper proper person on your books. Yeah, Peter um, Forrest aren't a, a bad side, and they'll obviously be, you know, have their own motivations and an own desire to to win this game on on Sunday as well, but. Is this the sort of occasion, a sort of game where Town have just got to worry about ourselves and, and play our own game that we've been doing all year to, to finish third in the Championship? And and would that be enough to, to hopefully touch wood see us over the line? I think when you get to a playoff final, they're, they're, they're a little bit like derby games where form can go out of the window. But you've got to concentrate on your, your own... Uh, you know, philosophy, if there, if there is one uh, at any given football club, you've got to concentrate on yourselves and play in your own game. Yes, you've got to be respectful of the opposition and, and be aware of their threats, but you've got to focus on yourselves and doing what's made you a good team through the course of 46 league games. Yeah, well, what about yourself, Simon, from the sort of managerial point of view? How is How would you go into a... a this game on Sunday, if, if Carlos rang you up and asked you for any advice or anything like that, what what, what would you be be looking to to try and impress on him? Well, I think the biggest thing that you want to say to your players, and I've used this in a lot of the big games and I've been involved in as a manager, is telling the players to have no regrets. The last thing that they need to do is come off that pitch and wake up the following morning and look themselves in the mirror and go, oh, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd run hard, I wish I'd tackled at this, that, and the other point, or whatever it is, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I've done everything that I could have done in that particular game, then regardless if you win, lose, or draw, you can't do much more about it because other things will transpire that will not allow you to sometimes get a result or have a result. I think when you look at sort of the opposition that they're playing against, they've got some very talented young players. They've obviously got plenty of pace about them. And everybody probably outside of Yorkshire and the Huddersfield dressing room and, and, and training complex will be all thinking that Forrest are nailed on favourites for it. And look, they've had an unbelievable run since Steve Cooper's gone in there and full credit to them. But they haven't experienced what Huddersfield have experienced in the last few years. I've been in the Premier League and 
playing in the playoff final before and got the experienced players of Jordan, Danny Ward, Jonathan Ogg's been there and done it, Tom Lees has done it. There's a lot of experience in that team and the pressure, I think, is in more on the Forest because everybody's expecting them to win and they haven't been in the Premier League for, I don't know, what is it, 20 years maybe or something like that? I'm not sure the stat, but it's a very, very long time. <laughs> Town have had the experience of not so long ago. So, um, yeah, the, the message will be from Carlos, let's go and we know we, we're good at what we can do. We know we can go and win this game. Let's go and prove a few people wrong. And that's all. that, that would all be my message to Carlos and the group if uh, if I was to be speaking to him at any time. Well, I'm also a place to leave it. Thank you to both of you for your time and thanks ever to, to Sports Broker for sponsoring the show.